Welcome to the Programmatic Digest, a podcast dedicated to review industry headlines and trends in the programmatic and digital ad tech world. I'm Ellen Parker, your host and Chief Programmatic Sensei of Ellen Parker Consulting, where we offer customizable training in programmatic media. Welcome to the Programmatic Digest podcast. Bryn, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. I'm so happy to be here. I am hella excited to be here um, because why you ask if you're listening or watching on YouTube, because Bryn is not working in the programmatic media industry or in the advertising industry. But I think the conversation that we're going to have today is going to be beyond beneficial for anyone. Um, So on the podcast, Bryn, we usually... The interview goes about an article of the industry or uh, a really important trend that's happening. But today we're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about what a mental performance coach is. Yeah. Um, even though we are not, um, some of us are not uh, athlete students anymore or right now at the moment. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you because you are in the morning meetup with me. Yes entrepreneurship group and we're readers and every morning we talk and um you've been hosting the the book club version portion of the meetup which is literally for those for y'all watching and listening it's just the first 30 minutes of the call we just talk about the previous reading and um, we try to read at least 10 pages uh, a day if you haven't heard from if you haven't heard it in uh yet i'm, I'm a big bookworm for the last year so Brynn is the one who really uh, MC slash DJ slash uh, managed that whole portion. <laughs> and so her energy is on fire, y'all. So I hope you're sitting down or at least uh, maybe this is like a pre-workout for you because it is going to be there. You're going to feel it. So yes. um, enough with my my intro. But um, but Brynn, Brynn, talk to us about you. Who are you? What do you do? Yeah. Back. This the, the listeners are all working in the advertising industry. Some of us may not even know what if that that performance coach or mental performance coach even existed. So yeah, like really, really um, dumb it down for me at least. No, for sure, for sure. First of all, I love that you said athlete student. Uh, of course, we've all been taught that it was a student athlete. <laughs> yes, a moment. Oh my God! See, right. I told y'all, uh, Brent was going to keep uh, keep it one hundred. So he did it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we know that most people uh, go by athlete over student. Like that's just that's like the thing I have to do to be able to do the thing I want to do, right? And so yeah. most people, if they could skip the student part, would just do their sport. And look, we need to be real about that. Now, when you talk about what is a mental performance coach, regardless of whether you your sport is, you know, you're in a sport, okay? And if some of you obviously in the advertising industry are former athletes, former performers, even if you were in drama, whatever capacity that you identified prior to your quote-unquote professional designation, uh, you are using your mind on a regular basis. And the interesting thing is, um, in case you don't know, that there's this myth out here that we only use 10% of our brains. We actually use 100% of our brain all the time, but yeah. we're not aware of the 100%. So the key is to expand the awareness of the athletes that I work with to start to recognize how they can be in the driver's seat of their careers, of their emotions, of their mistake response, of their performances, so they can have optimal results. Ultimately, it's not about the results, right? I, I would often say skill over scoreboard because in the advertising world or when I was in the marketing world or sales world, I'll say sales, mm -hmm. uh, I remember the most difficult thing, and I think this is true with athletes as well, was that you were only as good as your last month. So while it was like you had a good campaign, you had a good month, they were just like, okay, great. That was nice. Fantastic. Let's celebrate end of the month. Woo, woo, woo. Okay. It's day one tomorrow. And you're like, what? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I, just, I don't even have time to like really process the fact yeah. that it took a long time for me to like beat this sales goal or beat this benchmark. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if advertising is the same, but um, I do remember not loving that. Nope. Mm -mm. And so. And, and so when it, when you are in those type of environments, and this is what happens with athletes, we over identify with what we do. So if I'm a, you know, a top performing ad agency or ad, you know, creator, 
uh, this month, and then next month, the next ad thing I flop, I feel like a failure, right? Kind of like Lauren Hill trying to do something after her, her album. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use it as an example because that is like the prime example of the fear of could I ever create something as good, yeah. right? And the miseducation of Lauren Hill, right? So similarly, athletes have this thing where it's like, of course, they know they have to go out and perform. I've had people on my podcast that, you know, played for top, you know, top of their fields, World Series, Olympics, uh, you know, Super Bowl, you name it, they've been there. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's something about that even after that, who am I if I'm not that? Who am I after that? Who am I if, if I do get the gold? Then after that, so we all have to come down to being ourselves, but often we don't know who that is separate from what we do. And that is what a mental performance coach helps you with is to be able to make those distinctions and be able to find, or at least this is the way that I do it. Let me say Mm -hmm. that. But we work with high performers to help them get the results that they want. But ultimately, Mm -hmm. I'm really after getting to the heart of the person because who you are on the field of play is who you're going to be off the field of play. So it seems like you're talking about identity and really identifying their, uh, their who and where they're, they're going. So let's talk about your identity. Okay. Both your journey, uh, because I'd love to to hear a little bit more of you on your personal, on a personal, how did you get to where you are today? So as I am here today, I, uh, Grew up a. I'm a biracial person. Um, I was raised by my Caucasian mother. I don't know if I would call her that. I would just say she's white. But um, <laughs> I was raised by my white mom in a predominantly white suburb of Chicago. I have three brothers. I was only raised with two of them. Uh, we all three know who we are now, but I was only raised with two of them. So uh, she was a single parent raising us on her own, and we were the only black kids in the neighborhood. So it was like not even our mom looked like us. <laughs> so. That in itself has its own um, interesting challenges. I was in foster care at the age of five. It took my mom three years to get us back. Long story. And then uh, go on to, um, I found athletics, I think. I mean, I always loved drama. I was always a very, like, what you see today, I was this as a kid. Very precocious, outspoken. I've been this way. Like, I don't think anything made me like this. There was no time that everyone ever would describe me as shy. Um, but, uh, when I was, yes, probably anything I remember. Yeah. I I think my mouth always writes checks that my butt can't cash, you know, that type of stuff or can't back up all that stuff. I, my mouth is just, you know, its own thing as a kid. I mean, I've learned to be better with it, but as a kid, I was like, they were just like, okay, Brent, did you really say that? You know? Did you get in trouble a lot for talking too much in class? Uh, I was the class clown. So one of the things that I remember. Yeah. So like, yeah, (laughs) I was always cracking jokes, you know, trying to make everybody laugh. And I think that that was a defense mechanism because, you know, like I said, I was in foster care for two years. Um, and when we came back from foster care, we were still, you know, poor, even though my, my grandparents had bought a house for us, but you know, we were just, you know, I think it was just like all the things that we went through. It was just my way of, you know, I don't know where I got it. I don't know. No one said, Hey, be funny or whatever, but that's just where I kind of landed. And so one of the things I remember, I was a runner up for class clown. I wasn't quite popular enough to uh-huh. get class clown. The girl that got class clown never was that way in class. She was always <laughs> being funny outside of class, but she was okay. too, you know, too worried about getting in trouble in class. Not me. I'm a rebel, although I'm not really, because I, if I get in trouble, I'm going to cry. But in that, you know, I was pushing the envelope. And um, one of the things I remember is I was my freshman year in high school. Um, I was very, <laughs> I was like the bane of my freshman English teacher's uh, world, oh. uh, her existence. And um, I, I I got my whole class to like get riled up about book fees. If you know anything about how it goes in America, you pay uh, like a usage fee for the textbooks because they give, you know, they pass out the textbooks or whatever. It's yeah. something that parents pay, like probably not individually, but like a materials fee that they pay when they enroll you in school. So. I don't know why. I don't remember how I found out about this, but I did this whole thing. I just remember her being like, if you don't like it, contact the Board of Education. It was nothing that had anything to do with her. You were that student. Just to give you an idea, in order, in exchange, because I, I I was also a slacker in school. And, you know, I was, I was smart, but I didn't want to do the work. So 
uh, in exchange for a good grade in her class so that I wouldn't miss track. I agreed to be good and she took it. So that's an example of just being like, okay, if you just stop being such a disturbance in my class, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, maybe whatever. I don't, I, I don't, not that she passed me. I still had to do the work, but like, maybe she didn't like give me a, an F instead of a D or something, you know, like something like that. So. Funny. That's funny. Okay. So, um, that's interesting that, uh, I actually never did high school here. I did high school in Senegal and then came here, got my GED and started college, graduated. Here we are. Um, but Rachel Rogers, she is the author of We Should All Be Millionaires. She's also the founder of Hello7. Mm-hmm. Women, how to go from uh, zero to seven figures in revenue within three, four years. I'm actually in her club. Nice. Well. And she always says that she used to get in trouble in school because she was a talkative person. She was like the class clown. And she used to be told by people around her, maybe in an accidental way. She used to be told that, you know, she needs to be quiet as a woman or as a girl, whatever. And now she get paid boatload of money to talk. For yeah. Her. And so that, that's where I see you, Bryn. I see you. I mean, you're already a guest speaker because you have mm-hmm. a speaking engagement and I see you see it on your website and you can tell from your podcast as well. And the podcast is called the Mental Advantage Podcast for those who want to find out Thank more you. information. Um, so, so talk to us about how, okay. So you have a framework with your, uh, with your student athlete. Yes. Athlete um, student, right. You know, I'm just kidding. I can't say I that. Did, it again? did I do it again? Student you athlete. Did. You said athlete, student, student, athlete. No. <laughs> I can't see. I no, can't. it's okay because they would identify as such, but the parents won't hire me if I start calling them athlete students. So. <laughs> You should probably not promote this this episode on your right, right, right. <laughs> They're gonna be like, first of all, the hosts don't even know who your target audience is. Anyway, um, yeah. So your people, so your folks, yes. so your client customers. Yes. Um, so you have a framework, and um, are you able to share a little bit of what that entails? Of course. Somebody of course. comes up to you because I've I've heard of it, and I and I've implemented some of it to some extent, and I'm yeah. like. I've become much better as a human being, but also in my day-to-day job, I train agencies in the advertising world in the programmatic media space, which is very techy, which is very high in demand. Like the advertising world is all about urgency. Got to get it done today, yesterday. So there's a lot going on in terms of like, we're filling out something like the new B words for us is burnout is not. Yes. And so it all starts here, right? We're learning with Jim. Of course. Real quick, that it all starts here. We have to kill those ends, which is automated negative thoughts. So yeah. tell us a little bit about your framework, because I know somebody can hear from your from you and and be like, oh snap, I, I definitely need to get in contact with you or just start implementing what you're saying. No, absolutely, absolutely. So just to finish the identity journey quickly is um, I was a D1 athlete. So I ran track and field. um, And that was the one thing that probably kept me more steady in school because you don't run if you don't get good grades. But I ultimately went on to Michigan State University, which is, you know, a top level program. And I was able to walk on. So I for a while, I didn't think that was a big deal, but I do now because it was just, I just, I've always been somebody that just did what I wanted to do. And I thought that was normal, but I realized that it's a big deal. So I'm acknowledging that in hindsight, I think a lot of things you look at in hindsight. So, um, but I didn't know anything about the mental game. So I don't come to you as if I've been practicing this my whole life, right? I thought it was just talent. And I know many of your listeners, Ellen, are, are, are going to be thinking like, as long as I was smart, I did the work, I'm going to be successful in my career. And you're right. You're bringing a big percentage to the table. However, the funny thing is, is we say in sports that, and this is true, it's actually the biggest game we all play is life. So regardless, that it's 90-10, what happens to us and 90% how we respond to it. So even if you are the most credentialed, <laughs> qualified, experienced person in advertising, in this world, I promise you, you, if you are not, and I'll say this about anyone, I say this about LeBron James, I don't care who you are, I don't care how talented you are, if you are not tapping into the mental game, you're leaving potential on the table. Mm-hmm. You have not quite eclipsed your upside. So my five-step method is called the all-in method. 
And the reason I call it all in is because you can't be talking about the 90-10 rule, you know, and then say that you're all in if you're not looking at the mental at all. So the first step where everything starts is awareness. You cannot change what you're not aware of. So if you're not going to take the time to even become aware of observing yourself, right? How do I operate in the world, right? This whole self-awareness journey to know thyself, self-mastery, that's where it starts. I recently had a high-performance psychologist on my podcast, and he said, if you took 20 minutes a day to ask yourself, who, are, who am I? And then who am I? And who am I? And just kept asking the question. So there was no other answers for 20 minutes a day for 20 years, you might get somewhere. And so, and I was like, oh, good news, 20 years. Wow. That's all. So, but the funny thing is, is that the, the exploration of awareness, there's always a deeper level. So you're not done evolving or growing or changing because everybody thinks that personal development is like, oh, I'm, you know, just like everything in their business. But it's really evolution of just like peels, you know, peeling an onion, right? We're just getting deeper and deeper into the layers of who we are. So it, everything starts with awareness. I wish I could make that sound sexy because I wanted there to be a really cool acronym for my service. Like, oh my God, I do this thing. But it was like, it had to start with awareness. So <laughs> that was the thing. Okay. So the all in method. So then once you get aware of like, who am I? Like not who am I? Cause that's the identity piece. But first, what am I doing right now? What am I doing right now? Like, what do I do on a day to day to day? Do I, how do I talk to people? How do I walk? How do I operate in this world? Then you do the identity work, right? Which is where we figure out who we are. And like I said, a lot of people, and this is true of athletes, you ask somebody who they are and it, whatever their first answer is. So like, let's, let's do Ellen for an example, since she's right here. Um, Ellen, who are you? I'm Ellen Parker, 32 okay. years old, wife, mom, uh, right. programmatic media coach. Okay. Um, stop stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. Those are all great answers, but those all have a lot to do with what she does. So she's a wife. She's a mother. She's a pro programmatic podcast, you know, sorry, coach and podcast host and all that. Right. None of those told me who she is. That just told me what she does. Okay. I am optimistic, outstanding, charismatic, very, very optimistic. You usually see the glass halfway full every single situation. Now we're getting somewhere. So that is an example of the identity piece because a lot of athletes, like I said, they over-identify with what they do. So they're super like, I'm a basketball player. I'm a track runner. I'm a volleyball player. I'm a football player. I'm a high hockey player, whatever the case is. I, I, I play tennis. So once we get to a place of that's who I am, then we have a hard time weathering when things don't go well. Because now if what I am is an advertising exec or somebody that's in programmatic media, when programmatic media dries up, if something changes, and I'm not saying that it will, nobody panic. Okay. I have no idea what goes on in that it's industry. It's changing. So don't worry. Okay. Don't so it's constantly changing. So if something shifts and then you feel like, where do I stand in the world? It's like, well, God did not tap you and go, you should be a programmatic media person. That's what I, that's what you were put on this planet for. Right. Uh, but, you know, that's the, the and nobody's life purpose, whether you believe in a higher power or not, is it designed for you to be a occupation, a role, which is mom, daughter, son. It's more about the essence of who you are, the real nitty gritty of you, you strip all that stuff bare. So that's what I do with my athletes to help them. All right. And we do a lot of deep identity work. Then we go. And once we do that, then we got to get clear on our vision. So now that we know who we are at, at its base and everything. And by the way, this is just like everything's evolution, awareness, we introduce it first because it's going to be continued to be touched on through this whole process. Right. Identity is going to continue to shape through this whole process. Because once you identify a clear vision, most people are not specific. I want a car. I want a house. I want a good job that pays me money. And I want you know to retire at a decent age. Okay, great. None of that told me, like, what's your specific vision, right? And most athletes or people they don't, they, they think of like, you know, you've heard of the plan B. We don't do plan B, right? There's no plan B. That's part of it. It's this multi-phase plan that one phase is programmatic media. The next phase would be, or the next facet. So we don't feel like it's like one has to happen linearly, right? Because technically time is supposed to be happening like this, not like this, right? In an order. But the idea is, okay, athlete is one part of the plan. What about your philanthropy piece? What about this? What about this, right? 
maybe you do have other interests outside. Do you ever like to do anything besides play your sport? Because again, if something happens, now you don't know who you are. So we, and it's not about plan B. I want you to have a fallback plan. I just want you to know that it's okay to be an athlete and an entrepreneur. <laughs> it's okay to be an athlete and, uh, you know, whatever. So we get a vision and then we may need to talk about, you know, go back to identity. Who do I need to be to make this vision happen? What do I need to be doing? My habits, my patterns, what do I need to be aware of? All that. And then once we get clear on the vision, we got some limiting beliefs that come up. We got some LBs as I call them. <laughs> we got to lose those LBs, okay? And because they're weighing you down like a hot air balloon trying to rise to its occasion. So then we identify the limiting beliefs that you have that are going to keep you from pursuing this great vision that you have for your life. And then in the end, we just talk about integration, some tools and some skills for how to move forward beyond my eight week program. And then some athletes really like what I do and they want to stay in the fold because it would be tantamount to only doing my eight week program. You'll have the foundation to be able to handle and weather any storm. But being that this might be the first time you've lifted this weight, this would be tantamount to you saying, okay, I know everything I know about programmatic media from your eight-week course. I'm good. I got it from here. So, <laughs> so there's often a need for kind of staying in the fold and you know coming back for the, the tune-up, so to speak. So I have athletes that have signed on to you know, meet with me weekly in a group environment to continue to you know, have these seeds watered and all that stuff. So. Um, so we talked about, so the framework is about awareness, identity, mm -hmm. vision, limiting beliefs and integration. That's correct. Um, that's or implementation, integration, implementation. I don't know. Nothing sexy, but it's no, that makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you, it's almost like awareness, I think is one of the, the, the piece that we are not always good at accepting no. done correctly and what we could have done correctly. Yeah. Um, I know from our industry perspective, uh, as a trader, because a trader is uh, somebody that managed a campaign. Okay. Um, in the back end, and we use a technology called a DSP to do that. And so the listeners and the viewers should be um, have an idea of what I'm talking about. So as a trader, um, there is a lot of things that holds like we use, like we literally hold the whole campaign performance within our fingers. And we have between a dollar to millions of dollars wow like in advertising spend to mm -hmm. manage and sometimes we manage between one to ten platforms um so a platform here can also be used as a channel like on tv digital tv or you name it social you name it. right and so i think the biggest thing with being a trader being an ad ops which is somebody that helps uh, like almost a project manager uh but much more than a project manager actually I think in our day-to-day, -day, we tend to hold our mistakes above the heads. Like I've talked here about so many mistakes as a trader, like yeah. spending the client's budget in like a month instead of six. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it won't know it was, it was like four times the salary. And as a trader, you start really low, unfortunately. So that was very interesting. Um, I also underspend a lot of budget, so we mm -hmm. had to refund the client back, which was very interesting. Yeah. So I've done quite a few mistakes. Most of the time I've made that mistake most of the time. So now I'm much more confident because I understand who I am and what I can bring and the value that I bring to my clients and to my right. community. And, uh, but for some of us that are listening, we're not there yet and that's Okay. Um, but what are your tips or your advice that not to allow something to be like your mistake to define your future? Yeah. Can you give uh, to those people listening? Yeah. So one of the things, uh, great question. And thank you for talking about mistakes because it's super important, right? Everything, 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 everything you've you ever learned, you learn from a mistake. All right. And I, I know that sounds crazy because some of y'all, but like I always use the example of walking. <laughs> We used to be terrible walkers. We did a lot of falling. But the thing about kids is they pop right back up. If adults had to learn to walk, I, I always say we'd be crawling still. I'm like, oh my God, you understand? I fell last time. It was terrible. My daughter, she skipped over walking. She went straight from like uh, crawling to running to climbing. I don't know. There you go. Know. See? And they're, they have this innate desire and passion to like continue to evolve. give up. And at some point, we just start to think about the time we fell over the time that we need to get back up. So, mm, so, so, the, 
So the big thing is when we made that shift is usually because our minds, uh, we were talking about this the other day, actually, a friend of mine was doing a live and she was talking about something really powerful, which is nobody lives in the present moment like a child. Now, a child before they get all their language and get socialized around people and all that stuff, right? So we're talking about babies. We're talking about toddlers before they start going to school and getting all this influence, right? So in that moment, they don't know anything else. We need to become like childlike in that way where we can let a mistake just be a mistake. I fell. It doesn't have to be a condemnation or a story about myself. So in that moment, for everything that Ellen described just previously about all the mistakes that she made, she is that much better of a trader now because she made those mistakes. If she doesn't make those mistakes, she doesn't know how to optimize her time, energy, her budget, all those things. She's like, yeah, I'm good. I think I'm doing great. And then all of a sudden something happens. And then you get a really, really, really big fish and you're untested. And then you, you know, you, you screw up to the point that it's like the whole world is falling, right? The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Yeah. By the way, it never has. It never has. Just, just thanks chicken little, but it never has, but it feels like that. So I think the important thing is with athletes, we talk about being neutral. So here's what happened. Here's what I told myself about what happened. So technically, if we're looking at the film, all right, I spent too much of the client's money. That's a fact. Okay. I spent too much. I spent not enough. Now, what I told myself, I'm an idiot. I'm terrible. I can't believe no one else would make this mistake. It was a simple decimal. Yeah. What'd you say? I don't know how to count. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Black girl, this agency, not exactly. all black people the same. Right. Exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fail the whole race. They're just never gonna hire another person of color. They're never gonna hire another African. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all that she made all that up. The only thing that is factual is that she she's she did spend the budget was this, and she spent more than it or less than it. Okay, that's the only thing that's factual. The rest she she created. We are a magnificent, magnificent creators. Okay. That's the thing. Funny thing about obviously ad people and programmatic media is that you guys are creatives, but yet when it comes to use of your imagination, you're misusing it to punish yourself, which is disabling you from the ability to move forward. So the big thing I would say is do not define yourself by a mistake. Take it out of the environment, you know? And just look at it at its face. If you could pause time, kind of like if we all had that power, right? In some of those old TV shows and you're like, okay, it's like, okay, here's what happened. I spent too much money. Here are my options. Okay. Like it's a menu just on this digital stuff we're talking about. I could completely, you know, self-destruct and, you know, blow up the whole company because if I blow up everything, they'll never know. I could (laughs) quit. I could just go ahead and fall on my sword. I made a mistake. What are we going to do? Here's a couple solutions I have. Um, I could apologize. There's all these different things that we can do, but we usually go with the first knee jerk reaction and then we're off to the races with our story and then we're acting from that story. So if we could pause time, take a breath and say, okay, I made the mistake. Yes, absolutely. What, you know, who wouldn't want to go back and go, yeah, I'd, I'd change it if I could, but you can't. So we got to come to the present moment. The only time you can ever do anything is in the present. So that's why you got to look at it as neutral. And then how do I want to charge this? Do I want to charge this positively or negatively? Because ultimately, most people are going to know that you're going to learn from this. And if they hired you, they understand that there's, what is that thing called? Loss prevention or whatever. There's like a budget for that. (laughs) Um, What you're saying made me think about a couple of things. So the limiting belief that you're talking about in your frameworks and how we can implement that not only from again a, a sports perspective but on everyday life perspective right. yeah. but also um i was listening to my good friend Ariel young's uh podcast it's the work and play podcast where she teaches corporate people to quit their nine to five and jump yeah. into entrepreneurship the right way and she had a guest called Bryn Drescher I think. <laughs> um and Bryn said on that podcast, <laughs> she said, um, you either choose to let it defeat you or to rise up to it. So um, are you going to let this mistake defeat you and hold you 
hold you in a certain bubble, yeah, a certain limiting bubble, or you're going to rise up to it and assess, okay, what, what went wrong? How can I yep. prevent this from happening? Because exactly. there's a way to prevent overspend and underspend y'all. It's called queuing. Some of you are very familiar for it. All you have to do is make a checklist and call the insurance. Hmm? Call the insurance. Yeah. 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 Call the insurance. So that means that everything that we do afterwards is, is verified by somebody else. And um, for some agencies, it's not as realistic because that's the only programmatic lead working. So it goes back into that burnout conversation that we're trying to have. A lot going. There's a lot happening. Um, but but yeah, it's uh it's definitely a great conversation to have. And um, can I address question. the burnout thing? Can I address the burnout thing? Because I remember you said it. That actually was one of the last questions. So go ahead. Welcome to the programmatic meetup. Yay! I'm so excited about this community that we're building. It's going to be a safe space for media buyers, ad ops, uh, programmatic ninjas, data analysts like you and I, you know, just to come up and talk about our day-to-day challenges in our direct roles, some of, my, some of our wins and some of our um, opportunities to grow, to educate ourselves. Some of the topic of discussion includes anything from optimization, best practice, QA, templating, workflow, um, ver- operational workflow. I'll have guest appearance. I'm bringing my network to you. And the best part of it is that you'll have one-on-one questions with them. So excited about this, yo. I'm so hyped. Um, so what to expect in your membership, right? Um, you can expect one hour call every first and third Wednesday of the month. Access to all the recordings for the paid members within our community. Um, discounted one-on-one consulting with me and some of the guests that will be gracing us with their presence and their appearance. Customizable trainings, but most importantly, new best friends y'all i'm very excited about this opportunity this is a community for you and i this is a community for us to just join forces and really really share really just being able to be together in a community there's so much growth when you're in a community when you're able to relate to people or somebody understands where you're coming from um from from different perspective right so, so join today. Programmatic Meetup our community is open to you. Bring your friends. Tell your friends to bring his friends, to bring her friends and his friends to meet up with us. Um, we respect you. We love you. We appreciate you. We're ready to like uh, support you. So make sure you join the Programmatic Meetup. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Yeah, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm very excited about this. So thank you so much and see you soon. Oh, I'm sorry uh, if I'm skipping ahead. Um, a lot of athletes burn out. Uh, like, you know, this is it too. It's like, it's like, you know, putting the pedal down on your accelerator and staying at, you know, high rev for oh, wow. so long that you can blow an engine. You That's know, true. anybody that knows this, there's ways to like, you know, really abuse a vehicle. We're not different in the sense that there has to be moments of on and off. And when it comes to business, we feel like it's like, like, for example, when I used to run track and field, uh, most people think in a sprint race, it's all out. But believe it or not, there is a strategy to 100 meters. There's a strategy to 200 meters, all of it, right? So even though you think they're sprinting, which they are, you can see that the people that win look like they're just running, right? Like they look like smooth. And so the big thing is, all I knew how to do was run all out. And when I ran all out, I would die. And then it would just be petering through to the finish line, right? Um, So to say that I didn't exactly learn how to do that is an understatement. But for, uh, and and if you're good, you can possibly get by on that. You can, you can succeed for a certain amount of time because your talent will get you so far, like I said before. But there's, for burnout, the big thing is one, the over-identification with what I do. Two, not celebrating any success outside of the big wins. Okay. So like, oh, it's all about the next big thing, the net in no time to actually come down and take a breath and sort of get your bearings. Okay. As well as, you know, just it, when you're done, you're done, you know, type of thing. But you can last longer in an industry if you have. Like if you know what your strategy is for that, right? So have a strategy for why you're in this field. 
How long do you want to be in this position? And you know, I had a mentor say to me, I was like, okay, I want to get promoted. This is when I was in uh, corporate and I, I want to get promoted. And by this time, maybe it was a year from now, I don't remember. It was, you know, for a six figure position at the time. Yeah. And she was like, well, instead of what if there's no positions when that happened? And I was like, what? Like what? She was like, why don't you just w- concentrate on being the best? Mm. Like your version of yourself, right? Just do your best work. And, you know, things, something could open up sooner than that. Something could open up a month after your deadline, whatever the case is. And I was like, wow. So I think a lot of it is we give ourselves these, un, you know, these, 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 these timelines and these benchmarks that we think we're supposed to be at a certain time. And then if we don't get it, sometimes we end up bitter Then we don't like our jobs and then, you know, whatever. So everything starts up here, but yet we think it's the outside world that has to change to make me easier, to make life easier. And like Jim Rohn said, don't wish it were easier, wish you were better. So wish you were better, not it were better. So I want to be clear that everything, you know, Gandhi was not joking, Michael Jackson, it all starts with the man in the mirror, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. Literally, if you just two rules that I say with all of my athletes that I did not mention yet is to help you with this burnout thing and help you with everything that frustrates you about your industry and your career is take 100% responsibility for your life and two, that you create your reality. You mean that we have control every over everything that's happening to us? Yes. No. Well, no. Do you have control over everything that happens to you? No. But oh. do you have control how you respond to it? Yes. Oh. So in other words, if, the, if everything is neutral, right? So like right now I'm on this podcast. I might think it's going well. Ellen might be like, this is the worst yes I've ever had. So, <laughs> right? but, but, but now yeah, <laughs> it's possible. But the thing is, is that I can't control what's going on in your world. I can, I create my reality, right? Now, everybody thinks there's some overarching reality. Spoiler alert, there isn't, but there is literally only your reality because you only live from your vantage point. So no matter how much, it's like they, they've given that example of like, if we walked into a theater and we watched a scene of this podcast and, I, and then I, watched, I walked into the next theater and I watched Ellen's point of view of this podcast, I'd be like, not even the same movie. <laughs> what is going on? Like, I thought this was the same movie in all the theaters. I thought this was the thing. But that's the point. Like, we all are creating our own reality. So one thing we do with the athletes, is, you know, and, and anyone I work with, I do have a couple of adult uh, business clients. And the big thing is, is that you, we just did exercise yesterday with one of my clients is like, focus on what you can control. So while you can list a, a myriad of things that you don't control, like the weather, other people, other people's driving, et cetera, et cetera. You do control how you respond to it. So you create your reality. So if you think the world is against you, you will find your reticular activating system will find evidence to support that. If you yeah. think the world for you, your reticular activating system will find evidence to support it. So that's why I can walk around and think even in the midst of a pandemic that it's, it's a pretty good time. And other people can be like, the world is ending chicken little, the sky is falling. And, and I'm like, well, I don't know. It's not really raining where I'm at (laughs) California. So yeah, it doesn't rain. Yeah. But don't believe Tony, 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 it does rain in Southern California. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. (laughs) Um, you just said something. It made me think of something in our, I can't remember what I was saying. It was so good. It was so good. Uh, Oh, Talk about, talk to us about, which is in relation to what you're saying. Uh, talk to us about you, the community you're trying to build. Ah, uh, yes. Why, why you're starting this community and how you can bring that energy. Because to be very honest, y'all, like um, being able to be, and since it's Gratitude Tuesday, being able to be in the morning meetup has really changed me. It's uh, in a great way, in a very great way. And it's, and I've changed my environment in a way that um, I only see greatness now. And there's always, you know how they say, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear or whatever yeah. it is. Literally, teachers have been appearing and you're one of them. Oh, this thank you. To you. We don't get to express gratitude very easily. We wait until the end, but I usually do it sporadically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that give you your flowers now. Yeah, Expect- let me give you your flowers as thank you go because you've impacted my life in a certain way. And I'm like, yo, everybody should hear Bryn. Even if we're not, wait for it, 
You did that, Lee? Did I? Yeah, very good. No, I was going to write it on a sticky note and remember it every day. I'd be like, yo, student athlete, not athlete student, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. But anyway, so yeah, talk about your community because yes. like, uh, it's bomb. I know it's bomb. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so obviously, as Ellen has already uh, suggested, intimated, whatever the case is, we are members of a community called the Men- Morning. I was going to say the Mental the Morning Meetup, hosted by David Shands, who is uh, just an amazing individual. Like he has, you know, stepped up in so many ways to like you know, and I don't even think he did it on purpose. It just like kind of happened in so many ways. But anyway, so he's cultivated this great uh entrepreneurship community of entrepreneurs of color and mm-hmm. yes anyone is welcome but it's predominantly not many spaces do you go where a lot of people look like you when you're talking about you know making lots of money and changing the game and people like david chan's neo all that so i know i'm talking a lot about his morning meetup but i want to say similar to um ellen although the mindset piece is not something that i get from dave he still expands a lot of what I think is possible in business because he's been, he's doing it. Yeah. He's he like plants seeds and then like yes. I said, teachers appear. Like he's exactly. not, not um, he doesn't know it all and he never tells, he never says that. No, he's very humble. He yeah. enough seeds that we're able to see. And then you mentioned about your um, reticular vision. Right? Yes. Reticular activating system. It's a part so of everybody's what brain. you said. Uh <laughs> It's basically like, it's almost like when you go to buy a car and you're like, yo, this, this Wagoneer, the Jeep Wagoneer is something I'm going to buy in a very near future. But I told my yes. I'm not going to buy it unless we have a second child because it's a big ass car and we don't drive that much. Anyway, right. that's my personal touch for this point. But now I don't see the Wagoneer everywhere, but I see the previous car that I wanted to buy, which is a Kia Telluride everywhere. Nice. Because my brain have driven it and I remember it. So just to add on to your point, um, when you really want to see something, you're going to find it. Like I always tell my husband, I was like, you can find a group of people that meets once a year in Vegas, I think. That's right. Talked about how flat the earth is. And they are very serious about it. Okay. And they believe it. Yeah. Like you, you can find anything on the interweb. We can break it down even more for your lovely digital people. It's like the algorithm. What did you like last in your feed, right? And you're saying, I want this in my feed. You're letting the universe know you want this in your feed. And if it's not in your feed, it's because you're not tuned to it. You haven't liked it. You haven't given it any shine. You haven't given it anything to let it know that you want more of it. So when you focus on negativity, that's what your feed is going to be. And that's the thing. Like when she's talking about flat earthers, we get a lot of this uh, echo chamber of like, everybody agrees with me that this is the right way. And I'm not, I, I'm not, um, I'm not here to tell you that I'm not a person that says flat earth is crazy and round people get it right. Oh, it's not I a crazy, that. but I believe it's, I, it's out there. Right. I believe that the earth is who, really, who really knows and who cares? Right. That's the thing. Why do people care about being right about this? Like, oh, no, you can see I, we've seen pictures. I'm like, yeah, but there's all this that says the moon landing was fake. There's all this stuff that's out there and you can find evidence of anything. So the one thing we did get was free will. So if we want to believe in flat earth, then we can do that. If we don't, we don't have to. The way nothing is right. It's just your truth. So that's the key that we have to do is stop trying to supplant and project our truth onto everybody else. But anyway. Uh, to get back to my mental advantage, uh, sorry, yeah, that's what it's called. The For a second there, I thought I said it wrong. Uh, the mental advantage meetup. So as a member of Dave's community, which Dave has been so gracious to, uh, and I just showed up serving. I didn't ask for anything. It just happened from me showing up continuously, consistently as myself. And uh, he allowed me to host the book club. And, you know, people have been saying, Brynn, you need to start your own thing. You're such a big, and I've been speaking for years. I am in no ways news to this stuff. And so someone's like, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. And one of my friends was like, no, you, you're going to do it today. So they put up the landing page and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it ugly. So I didn't have a landing page when I started, when I, I didn't, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I was like, I had to figure it out. And Jen was gracious enough and all that. But why did I start it? Uh, because I love what we do in the morning meetup. I think it's so valuable. But there's no place that people can go to specifically work on how they're going to navigate the world of business with the mental aspect being attended. 
of course you can do eight weeks with me, but it's, it's a high ticket offer and every, it's not accessible to everyone. So this gives you, and, and, and since I don't coach adults, typically, I mean, I will take on an adult here and there if they are compelling enough that I'm like, yeah, okay, I can work with you. But in general, I wanted to offer something for the community that has definitely been like, Brynn, we want more of what you have. And if you know anything about, you guys know about advertising, when somebody says, hey, we want this, you don't go, eh, don't do that, you know, unless you're not equipped to do that, right? So I was like, well, I could do that. So I started it and uh, five people, I think, signed up initially, maybe six. And now we're up to, I think uh, today we had maybe 12 people on the call, maybe 10, I don't know. And so, you know, I'm growing small but mighty. But what we do is um, I'm actually doing like goal setting. Uh, I'm helping them with implementation. I'm talking about, okay, how do we keep like what shows up for us? Why? What keeps us from moving forward? Because the interesting thing the last thing I'll say, because obviously this is your podcast and I want, you know, I love when people say, I'll let you talk in a second. I'm like, it's my podcast. What do you mean? You'll let me talk. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, Hey, I'll let you speak in just a moment, but I got to get this point out. So I, I'm doing the same thing to her. Do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah. You know? But the, but the, you know, I have a coach that I, you know, uh, hired because I think everybody that you ever take advice from should have a coach. Like you should, your coach should have a coach. And if they don't have a coach, then if they're not wanting to get better, then you shouldn't be working with them. But anyway, I have a coach that I hired and he has this graphic. And it's funny because when I did my webinar moons ago, I haven't done a webinar in a while for my offering because I'm doing things differently right now. I might get back to it. But uh, there's this, the pyramid idea, right? And obviously the strongest part of the pyramid is the base, right? And then we go to the top. And quarter like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, everybody wants to be at the top, self-efficacy and self-actualization. But the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is got to have your basic needs met. You got to have food, water, shelter, safety, right? Those are the things before you can even get to somebody's higher level. You know, if you're out here trying to empower homeless people, you might want to give up on that. If you're not giving them food, shelter, and an ability, right? So, you you know, that's not what we're out here to do at first, right? We got to give them their basic needs met so that they can hear all the other stuff. So similarly, my coach has this thing where he's like, everybody wants the tools and the skills. So I want to know how to get into program. How much do you make in programmatic media? Oh my God, you make how much? But all I need to know is how to do this, this, and this. They want that. They want the top of the pyramid, the tools and the skills. But I tell you this, without mindset, you will not take action on the tools and skills. I can give you the entire blueprint to the plan. And you will get stuck without somebody there to go, hey, wait, why aren't you moving forward? Ah, I'm just having a moment here where I don't believe it's possible. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll yes. do it tomorrow. I'll exactly. start, I start January 1st. I love, uh, again, pulling back the, the Neos thing. Kelly, Kelly's who's do it ugly. I'm wearing. Yes. Shirt. She's always like January 1st starts the day. Okay. And I'm like, dang, she's right. Let me, let me sit down and, and do this real quick. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's all made up though. I'm going to be honest. And I, I'm, I'm not going to take anything away from Kelly, but it's all made up guys. January 1st. That's why I don't like new year, new you. Like it's like oh, everybody said, yeah. Yeah. New year, new you. It's like, so basically at the beginning of 2021, right. End of 2020, 2020 was trash. We went through the pandemic. It was terrible. And then go through 2021. 2021 is going to be my year, right? And then we go through, and then it's like literally like we're going through Groundhog Day because 2021 New Year's, everybody like, yeah, this is terrible. This year was awful. But 2022, that's going to be my (laughs) year. So it's like, that's why I don't like the January 1st thing because I get it. But yeah, you can pick any day to be New Year, New You or whatever. Because now is always happening. Never, it's, it's, and I would say no opportunity wasted and, um, sorry, uh, next opportunity waiting. So those are the two ways I define now. So now is always happening. Next time somebody asks you what time it is, look at your wrist and go, oh, it's now. They'll be annoyed, but you'll be right. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, you bring some energy to this pod, man. Oh man. I get to hear this amazing person every morning. So um, <laughs> if you want to hear from her a little bit more, I would strongly recommend you join her, her meetup. Mental meetup. We were to actually, before we started recording, we were laughing at our creativity and naming. So my meetup is called Programmatic Meetup. And yours is, <laughs> and yours is yes. the Mental Advantage Meetup. And we both in the morning meetup. <laughs> 
Yes. And I can't say if she got her name, she started hers in September. So you didn't get yours from Dave, but I got mine from Dave because I was like, well, everybody's like, you're going to start your own. So I was like, cool. I'm just going to call it the mental advantage meetup because I'm not going to come up. I got, I got, I was inspired by the morning meetup. Oh, you were. Okay. I need a community where we can talk shop with no judgment. Like we do from an entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurship perspective. Because like it's really frowned upon. Like there's a lot of like at the at the lower level and trading, and it's actually I'm sorry, it's not a lower level. It's the most important level when it comes yes. to campaign performance, and um, they're not allowed or equipped or given the proper equipment to really ask and learn without boundaries. And that's why I went into what I'm doing, like training mm-hmm. and trying um, trying to bring as much value as possible to the community. So, um, so yeah, we, we, I meet the community twice a month, but you meet them every week on Tuesdays. Yeah. So right now, uh, it's, so there's a one more week in November. So I know you said you're going to have this out next week. Uh, right now, I think through the end of the year, anyone that joins will get it at the price that it started at, which is $49 a month. We are currently meeting four Tuesdays a month. So every Tuesday from seven in the morning to eight in the morning Pacific. And I know most of your audience is Eastern Standard or even overseas. So that would be 10 to 11 uh, Eastern, which I know is conflicting for people that have jobs and things like that. But I chose that day for a few reasons, but mostly because Dave has a shorter day that day and I I can have it without it conflicting with my duties for the morning meetup. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will probably be adding uh, a day um, on uh, in January in 2022 so that I can because I think my people like be, what they're getting. That is crazy. Like you're bringing so much value. So what would be like an if you had to give our an hourly rate start? What would you like my hourly rate starts at 750? And every time I go, I educate myself and I invest in some type of learnings. Yeah. I increase my hourly rate because I bring well, I do, it all in. Yeah. So what do you mean? Like if I had, what do you mean by an hourly? Somebody rate? wants like a one hour consulting. Oh, with me. Okay. So it's, <laughs> it's funny. Cause I was just talking to you about this. Uh, so I don't know if she's setting me up or not, but uh, <laughs> so I actually, uh, in honor of Black Friday, although we don't start till December 6th. Okay. No, no, don't give us the holiday discount. Don't give us no deal. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay. telling you, this is, this is a one-time offer thing. It's not really a Black Friday thing. It's just a one-time offer thing. Okay. So obviously, typically, I don't take coaches, you know, like adults through my eight-week program. And I only do the Mental Advantage Meetup, which is one hour. But um, what I'm going to be doing is, uh, since I said the whole thing, New Year, New You, and all that, I think most people don't know how to close out a year properly mentally and then to, you know, go into the new year with the right momentum. So I'm calling it the review, uh, reset, renew program. And it's a four week mastermind. So normally to hire me, like Ellen just said, is uh, for a one hour consult is 997. But I'm doing this four week class starting December 6th, 13th, 27th. And I think it's or 20th, 27th. That's the one I missed. 2027. uh, it's nine ninety seven for those four weeks. And so my recommendation is I'm only taking 10. I'm only taking 10 because I want to pour it into these people and give you everything you need to make sure that you've got the right foundation to really be able to navigate the various pivot points of your life. Because if you can make better decisions, better emotion regulation, all the things I promised you, like I said, if you create, if you can just accept the two principles, you create your reality and you are hundred percent responsible for your life, you will be infinitely more qualified to handle just about anything than almost anybody you can uh, imagine. So that, yeah. But if you want to do a one hour console and you don't want the four weeks and you just want one-on-one with me, it's a thousand dollars. Yeah. But why pay a thousand bucks for one hour when you can have Bryn like at least once a week? So that's the whole point of mentioning this because I know you have this program uh, program coming up, but even at the 49 hour uh, uh, a month. Right. Right. Wow, you get to have Bryn perspective, right. energy once a week, and she helps. She helps you stay accountable, and she helps you see your transformation. Absolutely. Thank you so much for dropping by, Bryn. Thank you. This was so much fun. Before we end the podcast, I like to ask, like, at least a, a couple personal questions. Yes. Yes. I usually ask the guests what uh, they're currently reading, but I know what you're reading. That's what I'm actually, reading. You don't know. You don't know because I actually read more than one book. So, um, I've got two. I've got two. Okay. 
So uh, with my Mental Advantage Meetup people, we're meeting, uh, we're reading Resurrection by Neville. Mm -hmm. Neville Goddard. If you've never heard of Neville Goddard, I'm telling you, this is like a masterclass in creating your life, okay, the way you want it. And then with my athletes, who I meet tonight at six, my time, um, we're reading The Inner Game of Tennis, which is a great book, whether you're an athlete or not, uh, by W. Timothy Galloway. And even though I don't have a tennis athlete right now, um, you know, I'm speaking into existence that I will work with Naomi Osaka. But in the meantime, I'm not reading this because I want to work with Naomi. I'm reading it because it's a master game on uh, it's a master book about the mental game. And he was one of the first to kind of write about this kind of stuff. And and uh, I actually met a basketball guy that was at the NBA summer league and his coach gave it to him and he swears by it. Like he's mentioned it in interviews and all kinds of stuff. Wow. And I asked him, I'd, I'd not met this kid before he went to Baylor and they won the national championship. And now he's, wow. you know, going through the process of being in the G league. And he was saying, or I don't know if he made a roster or not. So let me not say that he might be actually on a roster, but at the time it was a summer league is like, you know, there's they're, they're on a team, but they may get cut or whatever. But he said, <laughs> Yeah, his his trainer gave it to him and he's like, it just helps him focus. And I said, So what what do your teammates think about it? And he was like, Oh, you know, they 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 listen, they kind of laugh, but they're not really interested. And I was like, Man, they're missing out. But yeah, that was uh so I'm just anyway. Well, so you, you just read 10 page on each book. So this one, because I meet with my athletes, uh the ones that I meet with, I meet all with everybody once a week. So I have a whole week to read and I, you know, I, I, I basically assign the same amount of pages I would assign for limitless. So they only have keep us on our toes though. I, right? yeah, exactly. They have a week to read what you guys get to read in one day and same thing with the mental advantage meetup. Um, they have a week to read two chapters, but it's really like these, these chapters in this book are terribly small. Like chapter five is, hold on. No chapter four was two pages. So just to give you an example. So, yeah, so that, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to read two chapters, but it's so deep that I, you know, and, and, and most of them probably aren't going to read it until the night before, but, you know, I talked to, I'll say this and I want this on the recording. Um, one of the rules when you work with me is there's transactional and there's transformational. So you can read for the sake of reading, or you can read for the sake of upleveling and enlightening yourself and, up, you know, uh, all that. So Uh, if you're a transactional person and you only just want to do it for the sake of doing it, you don't have to reach out to me. <laughs> because uh, my in the community that uh, we're building, um, because it's very it's transformation from a skill set. Like I'm really trying to help them increase their skill set so they feel empowered right. to demand certain things and not just be like, "No, I need this." More like, "Hey, I know what I'm worth and I know what I can bring." From right. Get from a, an adult trainer analyst perspective, and I challenge um, the couple people that are in my community to read daily and write about it and post it on LinkedIn because LinkedIn is like the number one platform in our industry in terms of like connecting. It is from a employer to employee perspective, but also from a networking to uh, from a you know a coworker. Yeah. So um, and I've been struggling. I've been struggling to keep. <laughs> I've been struggling, but I'm like, yo, I'm gonna challenge them. I'm gonna do it. This is going to happen. It's cool. Um, It's nothing like accountability from your group, like knowing that you now you're the one that you know has to keep up because you're the one that's driving the energy. If you're not gonna do it, why should they? So yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, thank you so much for dropping by. This was so amazing. Um, how can people stay in touch with you? All of this information, all of the books you've shared, you need to share it with me again so I can put in the show notes, including um the the program, the December program and your community information. And your yes, it's also called the mental advantage podcast, y'all. Yes, yes, yes. So the mental advantage podcast obviously is on YouTube. Well, I don't know, I shouldn't say obviously, but I have a, a podcast called the mental advantage podcast where I interview top names of sport. You do not have to be an athlete to benefit from this podcast. So many people have gotten takeaways from all of the episodes These guys have been to the top of the mountain. These ladies and these these high performance, you know, superheroes have uh, been gracious enough to sit down and share kind of like the breadcrumbs of the process of pursuing excellence and the journey that one goes through through that process. So I'm uh, I love it so much. Like I, I I always am happy that the audience gets value, but I love the conversations first and foremost, just on a selfish, uh, you know, uh, perspective. And I'm sure you can relate, Ellen. Um, 
Yes. The, the mental advantage meetup, you just go to brindresser.com forward slash MA meetup and you can join. You can either pay the monthly or you can uh, pay for a year. I currently don't have a three and six yet, but um, if you want to join that and uh, you get two months off for the year. So if you want to jump in, we have one annual member so far. So we'd love to have you as an annual. It was kind of scary, actually. It was like, what, what, you're signing up for a year? I'm, I just started. Like, you, mean, you mean you're here to stay, stay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, so you, so you, so I got to keep doing this, right? Like, <laughs> like you took me that seriously. Yeah, you won't be disappointed. Just doing a month and then see how it's going to go. But yeah, like when people have confidence in you, they're like, no, I need a year. I was like, but I don't have a year. I had to create it. So I'm very grateful. <laughs> really, it was a funny story. I was like, Okay, I, I can figure that out. I'll figure that out. There's a way, so I'll do it. And that's great. That's not a bad place to be in. And then lastly, um, I don't have a page for the DM uh, for the review uh, for the sorry review uh, reset and renew program. But if you DM me the word, you know, just tell me you're interested, and you can contact me on all social media platforms at Bryn Drescher. So Instagram is my main squeeze of social media. But I am on all platforms as Bryn Drescher. Whether you send me a personal message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's going to get to me. So don't worry. Currently, I'm answering all of my own DMs. Uh, so if you are interested, tap in there. If I come up with the link between now and when this podcast uh, airs, because we're all about doing it ugly, you know, just like we got to do it. Um, I'll let Ellen know. So, okay. And Bryn is B R Y N, and for Nancy Drescher is d-r-e-s-c-h-e-r so thank you so much everyone for hopping in and um transforming with me because this has been very very unique and i absolutely adore it so thank you for making the change thank you for like um i'm sorry thank you for making the time and helping bring change <laughs> to our community and the way we see things um you're appreciated and you're loved have a wonderful day thank you Feel free to grab today's conversation and show notes, including our guest information on our website, programmaticdigest.com, programmaticdigest.com. See you next week and stay curious, my friends.